When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome everybody to another edition of the In The Paint Show. Me and Ani Umana here, episode 170, starting a new high school basketball season. We're going to touch a lot on high school basketball today. Uh, thank everybody for supporting our Fab 50 show. I know a lot of people looked at it. A lot of people looked at the rankings. Obviously, we're going now. Ani, what was you know? What did you think about that? The last couple of weeks, stuffs out there. Games are started. You know, just what's your hot take on uh just the season starting? Yeah, man. I mean, these these um these my hot take really is that these guys like with these loaded rosters, you still got to play the damn game. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, some of these rosters we see, it's like man, you know, ranked here, and even for the fat fifty, I think for the most part, it's very very accurate. And obviously, things yeah. move right. Sure, sure. But I think. One one uh, thing that really kind of stuck by me is that, man, you still got to play the game, right? Yeah. And you got to play the game all four quarters. Yes. And that's something I'm not, you know, I don't really see. I'm not really seeing like that. It's like, man, you're too talented to, you know, give up leads. Like my, my guys yeah. are too talented to, you know, lose against teams that they're, they're just, they're just, they just want it more. Seeing more than I think that's just, it just off the start of the season, like you should be tired of playing against yourselves all fall yeah. to go against somebody else and not even show much hunger. That's really odd to me. Yeah. So let's let's take a little bit of that for a minute. Do you think the fall leagues and especially in California and Texas, there's just so many of them. Do you think that kills the edge a little bit? Maybe to start the season still, like you said, toward the end of this before season starts, you should almost be damn near fighting your teammate because you're sick of them. Like do you think right. there's just too many games a little bit, or do you think, no, that's just the way it is. And fall league is fall league. I think it's too many games. I think okay. there's too many fall leagues. I think, yeah. and, but it's tough, especially in, yeah. in Cali and in Texas, because, you know, someone you're close with may have a fall league. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then you have yours. So you you expect yeah. them to be there. Then your other homie may have a fall league. So yeah, you got to support. Brethren, and yeah. then like for us, Gasso. So you want to make sure you support the Gasso because they do a lot. Sure. You know, they do a lot of covering. And Gasso may have three or four. Like like have, I know they go to San Antonio, Houston, Dallas twice. So yeah. you may want to support two of those. So sometimes some, it's part of it. Is, there are too many just amongst like schools amongst yeah. event organizers just a compilation of all that yeah but it's also hard because you also want to support your friend or you want to yeah. support people that support you your coaching brethren yeah uh-huh that makes so, a lot of sense so you end up instead of playing maybe six to ten fall league games you end up playing 15 to 20. yeah <laughs> and so i think that kind of kind of dilutes you know going to the regular season like, yeah. you know, these guys have been playing, they've been damn near playing like a real regular season schedule, you know, yeah. prior to even going into the regular season. No doubt. No doubt. That makes sense. And I want to get your take on that. When you see a good team or a great team, 
do you ever see, have you ever seen a team that maybe you thought peaked too early or like, damn, they're flat in the playoffs, they peaked, or nah, that little overrated, the best teams win, the best teams get through, or do you think a team can peak too early at the high school level? We know an NBA team or college team could probably peak, but how about the high school teams? I think on a high school level, you yeah. don't really see a team peak early. No, I don't uh, think so too much. Not really. Like, if they're just that talented, yeah. talent just going to win out more on the high school level uh, yeah. at the end, especially if they're decently coached. You don't even have to be, like, that well coached. You're decently coached yeah. with a lot of talent. You Talent can still take over and win. Um, I don't I don't see a lot of peaking early. Now I see guys peaking at the right time. You'll see that yeah. more. Peaking early, not so much. Uh if you're really good in the fall, you're generally going to be really good during the season. Yeah. Um, unless barring injuries, you know, barring injuries and stuff. That is generally if you're good in the fall, you're gonna be good in the spring. You're gonna be good during the season. Now I've seen teams that have been bad in the fall been good during, you know, during they can January. Improve. Yeah, right. they can improve. But yeah. mostly, if you're good now, you're gonna be good later. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a problem. I agree with that. I don't see too much peaking. If you're good, you're good at the high school level. And that's what our first main topic is today. Our first hot take. We're gonna talk about this topic that's out there in the <laughs> sphere of social media. Speaking of that, and talent in high school, and uh, obviously the number one team in the Fab Fifty is Montverde Academy. They've been number one. This is their ninth time now in like 13 years. It's not a secret. It, it, when the rankings came out, it wasn't a secret. It wasn't a big deal, really. They, you know, most people thought they were going to be number one. But now we hear they play in a scrimmage or they have a game, and it's like, oh, my God, you know, uh, Cooper Flag and Robert Wright and these guys, oh, they could beat a – they'll beat a college team. You know, we, we, people are all on Twitter talking about it. <laughs> they'll beat a college team. Well, then, oh, yeah, they for surely could beat one. Oh, we, they might win a conference. It's like, okay. <laughs> Let's and Ani, let's get your hot take on that. We're talking about the number one team in the country, number one team in the Fab 50. Great power, but like, give me your take on that. Them versus the average run of the mill college team. Well, for college team, yeah, I mean, they could they could beat you know, like look, look, look below, like you know, some lower level, like when I say lower level, like a maybe they can beat a really bad division one program. Okay. Maybe a, a bad, real team. bad team. Yeah. Mid tier division two, division three. Yeah. They, they, you know, they'll be fine. They probably have the talent to be. They have the talent. Now, what, now the tweet said they can beat a lot of D1 teams. teams. That, that was, that's, yeah. that's what I read. That's what you read. That's, that's a wild ass statement. <laughs> like it, it was clickbait. I know yeah. Elon Musk is going to send him a fat check because yeah. he got a lot of interactions. Yeah, off of that, but that's not true. Okay, it's not true. Listen, I forgot who tweeted this, but this is exactly yeah. what I thought. There ain't no way them dudes are gonna go against a 23, 24, 25 year old dude because that's what college is now. <laughs> that yeah, knows he's kind of on his last legs in the cause of getting that NIL, getting money, getting that degree, getting that master's. And you mean to tell me? That they're just gonna beat them type of dudes down? No, guys. We listen, Ronnie. We just saw with the G League Ignite in that yes. Houston G League team. I mean, the Utah G League team yesterday. What was it called like one fifty eight to ninety eight? Oh wow! You know, nah, they're gonna big brother them. <laughs> yeah. they, they ain't gonna let a bunch of 17, 18 year old dudes 
Like, if you're 21, 22, you ain't going to let none 17, 18-year-old guys beat you. Yeah, it's more the mentality. If you've played the game, you understand it's a big advantage to be 23 compared to 17 or 16. And I, I agree with you there. You know, it's, it's, it is just a, a clickbait type of thing. It's worth discussing because you talk about high school. We like to talk about cause of differences. We, we, we mentioned that on the website a lot in our various articles, you know, here and there, we'll, we'll, we'll give some timeless article, but yeah, people don't understand. So let's just break it down real quick. There's three, about 352 colleges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're D1. That's a lot. So there is a lot of colleges. So I understand what you're saying when you say Montverde. Now, Montverde is just one program. That's not like every high school team's like that. So we're not talking about, you know, uh, Little Elm or freaking uh, San Antonio, uh, <laughs> you know, Brennan or, uh, you know, Dallas Lincoln. We're not just talking about a high school. This is like a one team that's just like an admiration in many respects. Right. But when you talk about college, a lot of people don't know that's 352 colleges. That's a lot. So I, I went to a college game. I, I, I want to talk about this real quick. I went to a college game. It was uh, to see Anderson Hunt's jersey retirement at UNLV. Now that <laughs> He played on the 90 championship team. He was the 1990 most outstanding player. And that was one of the greatest college teams I've seen. They beat Duke by 30 in the championship game in Denver. But the point is, this UNLV team and the team they were playing, Stetson. Now, nah, Stetson wasn't very good, Ani. So I did that. That was the point I'm trying to bring. So there's a lot of teams like Stetson. You know, they had trouble scoring. UNLV played good team defense, and UNLV is not going to make the Elite Eight or 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 the Final Four. Don't you know? Right. They're just they're trying to survive. Like you said, these guys are scratching, clawing. They're trying to. You know, they're well coached, well defensively coached. College. College defenses are a hell of a lot better than high school defenses. 100%. Yeah, the are locked in. You know, the, you're watching Montverde's highlights against some Joe Blow nobodies that can't even play with them. You know what I mean? It's So I, 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 I'm I with you. It's like maybe on a good day, a low-level D1 team that has, you know, not a lot of talent. You know, Cooper Flag and those guys can put it together, get hot, you right. know, get, get the – because, but if it's a grinding out game and there's a lot of low percentage shooting, that college team is going to be boxing those boys out. And now, nah, and people yeah. don't understand this, Ronnie. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right, but people don't yeah. understand this. Yeah. A lot of a lot, like when I feel like when people make these statements, yeah, like that, they have never seen a college scouting report. Yes, yes, that's they another will, good point. They will take away yeah. everything. That, that average high school player. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the attention to detail on a scouting report in college yeah. is so much different than high school, even at the yeah. best high schools. Like, Correct. I know Montverde, Coach does a really good job. Yeah, Coach what, Bro does a great job. Yeah. What the, they do in a college level as far as game planning, yeah. they will take everything away. They will yeah. try to take everything away. And they'll 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 read you like a book. Yeah, there's no. And again, they're older. I ain't going to let no 17 year old bust my head open. Yeah. Listen, I'll hurt this dude before I let him. Yeah, it's a little different correct? (laughs) because in high school, if you're a great team and a great player, you're already looking forward to college. That's your next goal. Mm -hmm. But when you're in college and you're average or you're below average, every game matters. Every detail matters. You know, you're. You, you may be trying to get overseas. You're trying to 
hold on, you know, you know, you got to get a job. Your baby mama's got on right. your head or your girlfriend's like, you got a lot of pressure. You're 24, 23. You're like, what am I going to do with my life? You don't, every moment matters to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see it. I see it. I, I saw it at the Stetson game versus UNLV. Now, it was a great moment. It was about Anderson Hunt. I was, <laughs> you know, he's the 12th guy to get his jersey retired there, number 12. Shout out to Anderson Hunt, Detroit Southwestern. Great college player. One of my favorites. But the, but the point is, Stetson couldn't score. And they're good. You know, they have some pretty good right. players. They got some pretty good players. But, man, the defense was much more intense than the average high school game we're watching in, in Vegas or the Border League or – uh it's tark or, or any of those tournaments like it's 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 night and day so people got to realize that go to watch a, a game first of all i would say that go watch the average d1 game go watch central florida versus you know louisiana tech or something you know again i'm just making right 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 see how good they are you know you got to respect that so i think it's about respect honey you got to have a little more respect for the college game the college coaches and, and we have respect for both because let's just be honest. We're 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 being we're not showing no punches here. We we're in business. We're getting paid to talk about high school, and and we also want colleges to uh, take our opinion seriously. So we're we're, you know, we're trying to say respect both levels. Don't just talk out of your you know talk talk out of your ear like saying anything. Mm-hmm. So I get it it's for the internet, but we're, <laughs> we kind of wanted to say that. I don't know if you got too much more to say about it, but like yo, respect both levels. High school is getting better. I don't know about college, Johnny. I don't know, you know, we're, we we got these older guys still in college a little bit. Uh, maybe we're going to get a younger wave. Some of these teams are getting a little younger. But these colleges like older guys, and, boy, they play for keeps. You know, it, it's yeah. – they only got 30 games. Again, you only got, you know, some for the, some of these guys, you only got two years. Some of these guys only – they transfer. They feel like it's their only shot, you know. Right. Um, well, different feel than maybe 30, 20 years ago or – College was celebrated a little differently. You know, it was about the rivalries and what's on TV. Now you can watch every game. Mm-hmm. So I would challenge you, yeah. go watch a game on ESPN Plus or one of these, you know, stream games and see how good these colleges are. There's a lot of good players. And I, I would say even say that, you know, 350 teams, it's very cutthroat. I, I don't know how good some of these guys are deep on these benches late in these. I think there's some DT two players and teams that are like really – really good and i think that's another yes. point like you got to really give respect to a d2 all-american or a d2 guy he'll bust your child he'll bust your butt you know, like, man yo you come good. to the lone star conference I'm t- yeah. I, I tell people this yeah there are teams in the lone star conference d2 and this yeah. state of texas yeah that will bust like yeah. some division one team's ass <laughs> yeah and and a d2 all-american yeah, is a player <laughs> like oh, yeah. he's a player, yeah. like you said. Yeah, I, that's why I said lower to maybe mid tier D two, no yeah. higher mid level to high end D twos. Yeah. I'm pretty not beating them. No, yeah, no, I, mean, I agree no. with you. And we don't got to spend much time on that because we're not here to bash one or the other, bash college or bash Montverde or any right. high school. And got to remember, Montverde is one of one of one. Like the average high school team's not even state or nationally ranked. Then you got 50 that are ranked that we rank and we try to do our best to rank them. Then you got Mom Verde who's like leading that pack. So it's like, keep that in mind. We're not talking about the average team. And then, I mean, Chelsea's not on today, but I'm sure she would love her to give her take. And she probably wouldn't want to spend much time on it because she thinks it's ridiculous. And we do too. But it's like, oh, I'll pick 
like Clay Travis guy on Twitter is like, I'll pick any college team, put up my like like respect the levels, you know, like, yeah, right. I'll put up, give me, I know he's thinking of like a Montverde or a state champion, like go up against, you know, Asia Wilson and those girls. And it's like, come on, man, what are, what are we talking yeah, about? What are we doing? Like, it's not even worth breaking down at all. So, yeah, you know, I think the, the main take for, for that I, you're saying is like, slow your roll. Give respect, and for me, it's like, yo, go out there and watch. I agree. There's a lot of teams, a lot of D ones. Go follow them, see what you think. You know, support them because they they need your support. So, well, on that note, we'll 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 move forward. Speaking of like hot takes and and things that, uh, you know, people talk about, we got to talk a little bit, Ani, because we we kind of keep it professional. Obviously, me and you can get into a little bit more. Again, with Chelsea, we kind of, you know, keep it PG-13. You know, yeah, 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 we're showing respect to her. We don't want we don't want to just talk crazy like we're just talking with the fellas at a bar or something. But, like, sometimes these guys get on these podcasts, and obviously we're doing one too, but they just say anything off the cuff. You yeah. know, what do you talk a little bit about that and some of the recent things you've heard or, like, and we'll, we'll, we'll break it down. Well, you know, uh, when uh, when Gilbert Arena said that Hakeem Olajuwon uh, yeah. is stealing money, charging his buddy uh, for the post work and kind of talking about getting racks. Related. Like, yeah. what, what, what are we doing? Like, footwork is footwork, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. If Hakeem could play in today's NBA, it'd be great. <laughs> great. Yeah. I People with really good footwork still thrive in the NBA. Yeah. I know people want to talk about, well, the post game is dead or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Look at how Nikola Jokic, especially when he played, when they played against the Suns, how he dominated the post. Or yeah. especially when Joel and beat, he's in the post. I mean, yeah. I'm not giving a whole lot of examples, but post work is not dead. Footwork is not dead in the NBA. Like even for guards or wings or like guys that have terrific footwork, it helps them. Can't say like someone like Giannis who was fairly predictable with his offense attack. You mean to tell me like it's a waste of time to go to Hakeem to improve his footwork and skill? That's wild. Like it's yeah. wild and it's like, are, did you really go back? Like these guys are older than me. Ronnie, I go back and watch, yeah. you know, 1995 finals, you know, finals, finals, you know Western Conference finals, you know, stuff like that. And we'll look yeah. at Hakeem and look at the – and see and then kind of – you know, correlate and see how some of the stuff still gets used today. And just to say it's outdated is like you you you're not watching that area. You were watching highlights, but you weren't watching those games like that. You weren't watching the games. You, yeah. you need to probably go back and watch it. I remember I think I heard uh St. Paul, and I ain't trying to kill him, but it is what it is. Like Rashad can't say Greg Popovich isn't a great coach. <laughs> He's just <laughs> had great players. <laughs> like yeah. Man, like I just People just got to watch basketball. <laughs> like, I, I think yeah. there's there's not enough guys that really watching basketball go yeah. back and watch full games. Watch the full games, yeah. And, 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 and But watch it. Here's the thing I say. Watch it with an empty mind, like a clean mind. Like, don't watch yeah. it going in. I want to be right, so I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to critique hard. Like, yeah. just watch it. And it doesn't have HD, you know, 1020 and all that. So you got to put that aside and just watch. Just watch. Yeah, that's because I'm used to watching VHS. I'm used to watch 
So when I watch again, say, oh, this looks, man, you can't see what's happening. I, I see athleticism. I see movement. It don't matter. There's a grainy video. Like, you know, I think some people get caught up in a little bit of that too. Oh, that's old. So right away, they, like you said, they go in there with a certain mindset and they dismiss it. Oh, they get that old ass tape. That, that them dudes are, are plumbers, whatever. I, I just, but when you have an NBA guy saying that or an ex NBA guy, that, 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 that leaves a, puts a lot of weight on young people's mind. It's almost like you're poisoning them. Right. You know what I mean? I right. think, well, you know, yeah, I think, and I and I think like coaching. I think now coaching some uh, gets undervalued. Like if you go back and watch games, like I know people want to talk about Phil Jackson. Well, he had Kobe, Shaq, and Michael sure. and Scotty. But like, look at the adjustments he's made. Like yeah. during games with those guys, like it yeah. takes a good coach to make quick to make adjustments on the slot on the fly, and yeah. and and be ahead of the other coach. <laughs> You know, yeah. obviously they're not on the court winning games, but you ain't just going to just roll the ball out and say, hey, y'all go win me an NBA championship. It ain't that easy. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it's not that easy. And so I definitely like even when I say watch basketball, like watch the adjustments these coaches make on, on the fly. Like watch what they make. Watch these uh, ATOs that they call like, you know. There's just so much that goes into the game, especially in the NBA, that I think people kind of just like get lost in, or just maybe they don't yeah. they don't see. <laughs> they're just seeing the highlights, or they're just seeing a few plays. They're not really intently watching. They could be eating. They could be talking to somebody. I mean, watch intently, watch and see all that goes on. There's so yeah, Ronnie, like you said, these are guys that played in the league that know these that they know this. <laughs> yeah, yes, that goes to show you sometimes what's the difference between guys that win and guys that don't you know what right. i mean kind of like I, I i make the point where i like lewis williams i mean he was a great high school player at south Gwinnett. i know he's a you know six man of the year multiple times but when i hear what i'm saying that again another hot take well we we're in the bubble we would the bubble wouldn't trip in people didn't think it was a, a chip so we just kind of like we ain't tripping like <laughs> like that's why you guys didn't win that's why you don't win anything like i don't that's a crazy statement. Again, he's just talking on a pot. He might just be talking in jest. You know, Ani, sometimes guys just talk. Yeah. You know, me and you do it too with our buddies. We just talk. You know, oh, he sucks. Oh, he's great. <laughs> oh, he's fine. Whatever the hell guys say. You know, sometimes we're just talking. But, like, you're, you just, I, you just say that. It says the whole mentality. Like, sometimes you wonder why guys don't win or, like, people don't, they just score points or they just have accolades, you know. But, but they're not there at the end. I, I, right. That's a crazy statement to say about uh, when you're going for an NBA title and there's only so many opportunities you get. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's kind of it's kind of wild to me. And and, I, and you know what? I, I'll yeah. give it. A, I'll go even a little bit deeper on it. I do think that uh, players today, yeah, there's the, the attention to detail part. Even in the NBA, there's a great depth of talent. Like you know, yeah. even from the worst teams and stuff like that. I think the talent level is really good in the game of basketball. But sure. I do think that uh, paying attention to details is a very hard thing yeah. uh, for 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 our youth in the in the game, and I think when you when you dismiss greats and the things that they did that could actually fundamentally help <laughs> young yeah. players, I don't think that sends the right message. And maybe you don't. Maybe yeah. maybe people don't care about that. That's fine. But like yeah. I. I don't think it sends the right message. Yeah. And and I would say that I agree with that. 
I will say this. When I was watching Akeem Olajuwon in real time, because Houston games were on TV a lot, I kind of remember they went some, they made some playoff runs. I was like, this dude is awesome. And then when he beat David Robinson, the year Robinson won the, the MVP in the Western Finals, like, dude, he just took his game to another level. Then he beat uh, Patrick Ewing, too, you know, like in the finals. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, this guy's an all-time great. You could see it. You could sense it. He was great. So shout out to Akeem. You know, if I had 50 G's, I'd, I'd be I'd be telling people, go check him out. You know, go, right, right. Go him. You know what I mean? That's awesome. You know, and to me, that's that's pretty awesome. Again, 50 G's is a lot, but to some guys, it ain't nothing. But, uh, you know, yeah, some of these statements are wild. So be fans, when you're out there, me and I will give you the real, like, really be careful with what you really take to heart with some of these things. You're just trying to make hot takes because we don't really have hot takes that much on like. Hot takes were just for people to just be clicking in. We want to give some informative information. Now, we right. could be goofy and silly, but not, not to that level. We just don't do it to that level. It's just not going to happen. We're not, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. You know, like, it don't, it don't, it don't fly. It, it, we want people to respect what we got going on, and we, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, this is episode 170 as we start the season. So we're going to jump to our, our, our main topic today, kind of our, our scouting report, and we want to talk a little bit about all levels. All three levels real quick, but we'll, we'll focus on, on high school grassroots. But, Ani, I know the NBA season starts real high line, you know, and your scoutings that you do. What draft pick or what rookies really surprise you? Again, we're not really talking about Wemby. He's obviously going to, you know, we'll talk about him in another pod. <laughs> Maybe Chelsea comes on because we, we can see what he's doing. But what do you see so far? A couple guys surprise you or young, first year or second year player? Uh, obviously, like you know, like you said, Wemby, Chet, you know, second year, you know, he's been he's been really good. They're playing tonight, so this will be a really good evaluation game. I mean, just an early evaluation game. I know yeah. they play in the preseason. Casey Wallace has been really good. Uh, for the Thunder, he was Great. someone when he got drafted there because you know they have so much talent on that roster. Young, I was yeah. wondering, I was like, man, like where does he fit in? Like, can he yeah get can he get in? Like, I. You always knew he was going to be a good pro, but for him this early to start some games, I think he's still maybe still starting wow. to be productive. You know, he has some games where he didn't miss a shot. Uh, he plays real quality defense. <clears throat> I wouldn't say I'm surprised because I know how good he is. I was surprised because they have such a large depth of talent. Yeah. How quickly he has gone in and, it, you know, getting quality minutes. Yeah. So he's been a, a pleasant surprise to me. I really like that he's been doing good. Um, uh, you know, like kind of sometimes like uh, Keontae George, you know, what's interesting to me is that they're playing him more at the point. Um, okay. You know, I, one game, I, one of his recent games, he has seven assists. So, you know, Keontae, who we've always seen kind of play more off the ball, just be more of a scorer, yeah. right? Seeing him now making that transition to play more on the ball, and just seeing him make those reads and you know balance the scoring and the passing, oh, that's that's like that's just interesting to me. I I I would like to see where he's at by January, kind of going to that All Star break. I think he'll start really. I think we'll see some double double games potentially out of him, wow. like a few double double games. So I I like how Utah's kind of grooming him to be more of that one. Uh, Scoot Henderson's obviously been struggling. Uh, kind of a surprise. Uh, interesting. Yeah. You know just. The three-point shooting is not really going uh, – it's really not there. Uh, just kind of struggling making reads. Has some – you know, assist turnover uh, uh, ratio is not the greatest right now. I think he'll get better. 
Um, yeah, so it's just like a sink or swim thing. He's playing a lot. I'm he's assuming. playing right. Like Ronnie, we saw him when the when yeah. um, the he went up against Wimby, Wimby. In, in Vegas, and I think that that talent is still there. I think it's just a big learning curve, especially being on a team that's rebuilding Correct. like Portland. Um, so I think once he kind of gets more comfortable in the NBA game, the three point shot starts to fall a little bit more where guys have to, you know, close out harder and he can kind of attack those closeouts and get to the rim and kind of get to the floater game. I think that will really help him uh, down the road. Uh, speaking of second year guys, like Shadon Sharp, he's playing really well. He's playing a lot well more, yeah. Portland. He said that was a really good draft pick. I know people kind of were questioning because he didn't play at Kentucky, right? So, you know, he had a solid rookie year. I think he's really kind of making the jump. Has he had some kind of iffy – like shooting percentage games, but I think like his shot creating ability, his athleticism, I think he's kind of showing the ability to really create and uh, be a scorer on the ball. Uh, that's why I, I really like. So like Anthony Black, he took he started he started um, a few games. I think Markel Fultz has been out. You know the LA game, he was really good. He had like a plus. I don't know, Ronnie was something crazy. Like he was just his plus minus. He had the highest plus on the floor for the Magic, wow. especially in the game. That Mavs game, he did good, just hustling, passing, rebound, defending. You know, he hit two threes early on against the Mavs. I know that's been like the swinging skill with him is his jump shooting. So just to see him comfortable out there, he had to sit out, wasn't getting many minutes, if any minutes at all at first. Guy gets hurt, he jumps in, he's doing a solid job. Um, that kind of those adversity uh, things that some of these players that these rookies that they really haven't had to face, like, you know, none of these guys had to face, you know, only getting three minutes in a game or only, sure, sure. you know, but seeing how they kind of just play through that and seeing how they're just adjusting to it, even from game one to now game 10 or 11, that's been what's really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. This has been about 10 games in for a lot of these guys. I see a lot of guys doing well. Again, that seems to be most of the focus on social media is even more than the wins and losses. Everybody's interested in how the young guys are doing. You know, they give their stat lines. They, uh, you know, talk about the draft pick. Everybody's really enthralled with, like, the where guys get drafted and how well they do. The guy I want to mention, and he kind of got a little forgotten. Again, we, we, we talked about him a lot in the 222 uh, draft show. Is Chet Holmgren for Oklahoma coming back. And it's like he missed that whole season, and it – He's putting up some some ridiculous, you know, shot block, rebound type games, you know, where he's making an impact. So where people were talking about Wembyama, and he's kind of an, an, another tier on his own almost. Like, well, Chet Holmgren is right there if he can keep it up. We'll see how which guys can keep it up, you know, right. like keep it over 82 games. And, you know, so maybe 70 games, you know, they'll probably sit a few here and there. Not Hopefully not too much. But, if, you know, Holmgren's got to get some mention because – uh you know he's he's in the mix there with those young guys. He's one of the better ones. It was seems like it's a broke, like you said, Oklahoma's hitting well on their picks. Um, Casey Wallace and, and him, and, and just doing well with their young players in general. You know, so 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 kudos to them and and, and their drafting guys and and some of the guys we know that they work for them. So uh, you know that's good. And again, because again we 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 kind of talk about the young guys. He's one guy that, like, don't forget about what he does. He may sneak up in there and, like, really challenge Wemby for Rookie of the Year, you know? Oh, 100%. Um, so, real high line, not that many. Should Wemby be in the All-Star game, the main All-Star game? Mm. Or is he coming back? He's on the, the border. He's on the border. Okay. 
Good. He's on the border. I think. I think. If I had to just give an answer, yes. Okay. Um, I from a from the shot blocking, the scoring. I know he's had some yeah. tough games. Yeah. Um, but his numbers are very very solid. Right now, I would put him on the border, but but say yes. <laughs> and you know how it is with the NBA All Star game. They're gonna announce it, and and about the world's gonna go crazy. No, but like. 30% of them going to be a hurt <laughs> not participate. So, like, I say yes because he's going to be on that border. He's going to get in, yeah. Yeah, he'll, okay. he'll get in. Yeah, half, of, half the dudes ain't taking it seriously, so it's like, let's put this dude in. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So, right, they're going to be hurt. Like, they're yeah. not – half of them ain't going to play, so he'll, he'll he'll get it. That's why when it, when the question gets asked or when people bring it up, oh, my God, they're going to announce however many guys yeah. and – Take away like ten of those. Seven dudes. of them. Yeah, <laughs> seven to ten of those dudes. So he gonna get in. Like, wow. And he yeah. could be deserving. Again, we got guys like LeBron who didn't play as a rookie and Carmelo Anthony. I remember those two because it stood out. So we'll see how it goes. Again, we'll track them. We'll come back and talk about that. Hopefully with Chelsea in another episode. But let's move on to the college game. Very early. We don't have as much data, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, any names that you're either looking forward to that you've seen already. That's like. Hey, this guy is either a transfer or a refreshment, and he's gonna be balling. Yeah, no, I mean one of the more obvious ones, like Isaiah Collier. Um, yeah. he's been really, really good. Um to me, he's been the best um uh, best point guard in college basketball. Um sure. I probably would have drafted number one in 24. You know, I know people will have concerns with the shooting. I mean, yeah, in a so so draft if he becomes a decent enough shooter. You, I mean, he's the best. You know, I, I, I just, I just roll the dice on the shooting. Like, I ain't a lot of you. Like, he's really good, strong, gets to the rim, can really freaking pass the basketball at a yeah. high level. He defends. He really can get into the uh, attacks the other opposing teams. A point of, uh, point of attack. Like, he's, he's a disruptor. I really like Isaiah Collier. Uh, someone mentioned. Uh, I think. Uh, that he may be the best pass they've seen since Jason Kidd. I'm not going to say all that. Woo, um, whoever said that, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, that's, that's wild. Yeah. But he's a really good passer. He's tough. I've seen some of the finishes he had. They're insane. Uh, yeah. I just really enjoy watching him. I, I enjoy I enjoy watching him. Another kid uh, was at um, – he's, he's out your way, uh, Colin Boswell. For Arizona, he's Arizona. You know, having a really good sophomore campaign, averaging twelve points a game right now, uh, shooting a ridiculous like sixty-one percent from three, wow. <laughs> uh, which I, it's not sustainable. I doubt it, but he's making shots. He's rebounding well at the guard position, uh, averaging about three assists a game. So, really like how he's been playing. I think guys like Wade Taylor, who's a preseason SEC Player of the Year, he's been fantastic. I'm gonna watch him tonight as they go against SMU, so that's gonna be a big time game. That's gonna be fun. Just his shot making, yeah. um, he really held held a job with his floater game. He's tough. He's someone that you know. I always I do get asked like, you know, what do you think of him as an NBA projection? And I'm just like, well, I kind of didn't think he would be this good in college. I kind of I didn't think he'd be this good, yeah. <laughs> right, so I'm going to stop doubting Wade Taylor. <laughs> so like, I don't know how good the pro is, but I think he'll make it in the NBA. Like, I think he'll figure out how to make it. So really like how Wade Wade Taylor's been uh, playing. Kylan Boswell's really impressed me. 
uh, Isaiah Collier, Jacoby Walter, you know, big time performance against Auburn, you know, which is yeah, just right away. Um, he doesn't need much space to make shots. Uh, he's just really confident in his teammate in the front court who classed up. And Ronnie, like we know, like guys that class up, they can uh, hit or miss, probably more of a miss than a hit. Uh, but Yaz Missy, uh, who's been really good for Baylor. Oh, your best, uh, yeah. He's now kind of circling himself in draft boards. He's had really good performances. He's athletic. He's long. He's mobile. Uh, he shows some promise in his offensive game. He was someone that I thought may need like another year or two to really figure it out. But he's kind of he. They say he's been progressing very fast. He's been getting better, and he's just really confident. So I'm impressed, like to see a kid like him that classed up. No one really, you know, paid it paid it any mind. But now he's kind of really making his presence uh, shown. Um, yeah, great. Well, it's funny because you mentioned a couple. I I saw USC live, so I got a chance to see them live already. And like you said, the 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 comparison to Jason Kidd is not there. I seen <laughs> I seen both of them live at the same stage, and he can't pass like Jason Kidd. But he's a great passer. But like not Jason Kidd was on another level. Uh, but uh. He's a great prospect, and like you said, in, in a draft that's a little still wide open. Again, we'll talk about that a lot the coming months because it is a wide open draft. There's a, and somebody's going to merge, and somebody's going to do good. So, boy, he gets downhill really good. He's really strong. We're talking about the Wheeler standout, Isaiah Collier. I saw him against uh, K-State in Las Vegas. It was a, one of their uh, – USC had an opening win. Um, yeah, he uh, he's definitely should be up there. In terms of who gets taken right away in this 224 draft. But uh, like you said, jumpers work in progress. A lot of guys' jumpers are work in progress, though. So, right. well, uh, you know, again, back to Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson. Again, when you look at the totality of prospects over the years, when when we were watching that him live against the one of the best prospects we've ever seen or the best prospect we've ever seen, I didn't see a guy like, wow, this is the best. Six two six three guard I've seen in twenty years. No, he's just another guard. So if he has a little struggles in in Portland, especially with Lillard moving on, like it's not that he can adjust and he'll. I think he still right. be solid. But like, is he this wow prospect that's just a once every ten year? I don't think so. And I just never thought so. I just yeah, the Derrick Rose comparisons were kind of wild. Yeah, like uh, he, him and Collier is. You yeah, there's some similarities. Collier could be as good as Scoot. They're in the same range, but. Uh, yeah, the Derrick Rose or Jason Kidd. Uh, no, let's 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 watch a little more. You know, see what happens. But right. you know, uh, so great shout out to those guys that are doing good. You know, we we'll see some more. Um, and Ronnie, it's also kind of hard. Like, I'm yeah. also going like with guys that kind of actually play like some real comp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a lot of these early college games just be like, um, Bad. yeah, you, you know, win by fifty. Oh, shout out to our guy. We cannot forget. Cohen Carr. Hey, Cohen, Cohen Carr. Carr is playing really good for Michigan State right now. He's he plays so damn hard. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? You can't keep the guy off the floor. Right. You know? I was impressed. When I saw him at the Ball's Life All-American, like, practice yeah. games. Yeah. I think I told you. I was like, and I looked at his ranking. And I was kind of like, what the hell? No, like, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> yo. He's better than that. Yeah. Yeah, he's way better than that. I, yeah. I, I So, Seeing him in Michigan State doing the same things that we saw in LA, yeah, just did did not surprise me. Like, like you say, he plays so hard, he's athletic, he yeah. kind of he wants to get better, he loves yeah. basketball. It just it just makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, sometimes you can get some stuff like that from All-Star Games. Again, most All-Star Games are loose and, and uh, you know, it's not the greatest evaluation tool. We know that. It's not for that. But, like, you can still get some out of it. And if you play hard and that was a really good game, I, you know, shout out to the Balls Life team, the 223 Balls Life All-American. It really was an entertaining game. You know, our guy Dinos is like, who the hell's going, Carmen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like. He kept people engaged because he played so damn hard, you know. So right. that was really cool to see. Shout out to him. So let's jump to the to the high school realm now. And uh, you know, again, instead of talking about the guys that are obvious, we wanted to talk about some of the young guys that we either seen or we we, we want to say that we want to see to see who have a good 223-224 scholastic high school season. Ani, let's start uh, at the Pangos Fresh Soft Camp. So we really didn't get a chance to talk about the ending of those camps. Uh, obviously, Jacob Lanier was there from Mamul, Arkansas. I hope I didn't botch that, his hometown. But he's a terrific young guy. We saw him at the Wooten Camp. But uh, who else impressed you there at the uh, down at the Texas one? Yeah, Lanier was really good. Uh, really yeah. scored the basketball, showed his uh, playmaking abilities. And yeah. uh, just with his size and his athleticism, I was really impressed with him. He had a 40-point game, averaged what, like 40? He averaged 40 the first day, which was yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, you know, then I would go, like, you know, Trent Perry, who I know he was there for one day. He's he uh, a yeah. got a Frisco Memorial, about 6'4", with big-time long, big-time length. Uh, yeah. Dad dad played uh, football at a high level. Mom, just like the, the whole athletic bloodlines are strong as hell. Sure, uh, sure. But he's a big time athlete that's really growing as a shooter and just a skilled guy. Um, and he's, you know, he's arguably with the best player in his class in the state of Texas. He plays yeah. hard. I think I think that's the one thing about him is that regardless of where he's seen himself ranked or seen himself, you know, whatever, you can tell he comes from a real stable household because he always keeps his engine up. Guys at that age, you generally see him kind of like go like this. Yeah. And he just loves to compete and play. So I really love his future. And he was really good at the at the, uh, the at the camp. Uh Keontae Graybeer, he won, he won uh the MVP of the top 60 game. He actually has a big game tonight. Frisco Emerson does against the colony, who has some guys that we've seen uh in the uh freshman soft camp. And he's like a six-four athletic guard. You know, really coming to along, you know, just from a skills perspective, always kind of know more as an athlete. But now he's really showing his guard skills and ability, ability to create, you know, his self his self shot creation is really improving, getting better. So I really like him and I liked how he took the I should be top 30, but I'm top 60. So I'm going to show y'all. I yeah. should have been on the top 30 game. I loved his approach to that and how he competed and just really imposed his will. Uh, Seven Spurlock. Yeah, was good too. Uh, six five, six six, uh, guard wing out of Frisco Memorial, strong built. You know, people ask me, I say, has he plateaued from a physical standpoint? The kid is still fifteen years old as a sophomore. Yeah. He doesn't turn sixteen till April. So okay. at six nine, played overseas. Brother played Division one and Division two ball. Like again, basketball bloodlines on big wood. He was really good at the camp, lefty, strong, muscled his way to the rim, finished above the rim, showed some really high-level passing, especially as a pick-and-roll ball handler. Um, kind of just imposed his will from a physical standpoint, but also flashed and showed his skill when needed. I think he's yeah. more skilled than people give credit. Um, it's, but, but in the camp setting, you know, big athletic guys like him that can handle the ball, 
they're going to just show more of the athleticism and physicality. Yeah. But I what I did like is that he did show that he could handle it better. He can he can attack right when you give him his right. And you know, he he can really make high level passes that you don't see a lot of 15 year olds make. Yeah, yeah. Seven Spurlock is a physical specimen, and you're right, he's an underrated passer. He can do a lot. Like you said, because he can handle the ball and he he can, you know, get by guys. He's gonna dominate in an open court setting like that, but he still showed a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy I'd like to mention, and he was for out of stater at the Burlington School 227, King Gibson, athletic, you know, good player. I'm really looking forward to see him do good uh, or see how he does at the Burlington School 227. Uh, let's move on to uh, the East Camp. Which yeah, tell me about that because there was some beast big men in there. I, I hate that I missed it, but it, I heard it was it was a big-time camp. Yeah, the East is, always has the most size, just like height-wise and, and girth usually. And, boy, uh, this kid who's for nationally ranked, he's playing with Dylan Harper at Don Bosco Prep. Kaner Asprilla, 7-1. I mean, he's just playing so dang hard. He kind of uh, is like a tiny gallon type uh, mm. body. I mean, huge, you know, 7-1, probably 270 or something. <laughs> he just dominates at the Plays so hard. And he's and the guy that noticed right away, he was a 227. He went up against him. A. Cole uh, Nike. From Glen Elge uh, County in mm -hmm. Maryland, Glen Elge County. Again, they 7 1, and he was 227. He's blocking shots, running the floor. These guys are like a legit seven footers, like, you know, even when a little bit over. So it's not, we're not talking 6 9 or, oh, he's pretty good. He's right, right. Like, these dudes are huge. You know what I mean? Like, moving well. And obviously, uh, in the, I ranked uh, Kenner. Asprilla from Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey, number one. He got it. We waited. We set up the matchup in the All Star game. They were on opposite teams, and 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 A Cole just kind of gave the nod, you know, like, hey, he did. He's stronger than me right now. I'll give it to him. He's he's a year older, you know. Once two twenty six, once two twenty seven, because he graciously accepted like our uh, the you know the most outstanding player, Cole most outstanding player, because he probably didn't think he was gonna get it. And he, you know, stepped forward, and he was very thankful. You could tell he was like, man, I, I got to get better. I, I I still got some work to do because he was really good. But, uh, you know, our guy, Sprill, is just so big and strong. It, it's hard for any high school player to do anything against him. And I, I could just imagine what kind of season he's going to have playing with Dylan Harper and on that team that's Fat 50 ranked. Like, that guy's a big difference maker. Um, There was another guy from the Newman School in Massachusetts, another big guy who really came with it. Uh, Collins on on Yek Jaka, 6'10", 226, again from Massachusetts. Bunch of good players from Archbishop Stepanak, who uh, you know our guy led by our guy Boogie Flan going to Kentucky. We obviously talked about him in the in the preseason Fab 50 show. Stepanak had one. Let me see, one, two, three, four, five, five guys ranked. You know, in the top 50. And again, they were all really good. <laughs> it was like they're all 226 or, or, or you know, younger. And it's like Dylan Perry was very good from uh, Archbishop Sepanak, 6'7, 226 wing. And then you got Josiah Jervis, 6'5 guard. Darius Ratliff, who's Theo Ratliff's son. So Theo Ratliff had twin sons there, the former shot blocker. 
who played in the in, in the NBA. And Theo's uh six nine. One of them's a, a little better than the other, a little more advanced, but they're both good good players. They're a little bit of finesse to their game. They're a little thin. They're not anything like the guys I mentioned at the beginning of the segment for as far as this camp, but they're very good players. Uh, Hassan Karosi, a, a guard, big guard who could do something, six two twenty six, six four, and then Adonis Ratliff. So that's the two Ratliffs are, you know, Adonis and, and Darius is just uh, Darius and Adonis. Those two names to remember. I'll see them on uh, at Hoopal West. Archbishop Stepanak has two games out West. So I'm really interested to see how that uh, group of five does. You know, again, they're all going to get various playing time, but see how they do it in the scholastic at a big setting. You know, like what are mm-hmm. they going to accomplish and, and how who's going to play the most, who's the best kind of thing. And it was a great all-star game. One on a buzzer beater uh pass uh you, you Jermel Thomas probably the best guard there he just was steady got better is you know I got a chance to talk to his parents or saying hey you know talking about the camp and hey you know he's gotta you know finish strong he shot well and he, he set up the game winning three-point shot in the all-star game so that's Jermel Thomas out of uh Cardinal Hayes high school in in, in the Bronx six three guard uh, very good group of players. Uh, again, we go check out our rankings when you get a chance. We ranked uh, all four of the camps for him. Mm-hmm. Dino is uh, fresh off, you know, series that they always has in the fall. It's always a good to get down to the south one. Uh, obviously, we can't get to the one in Chicago much because of the border league. Right. But, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we get to the three and we we have our ears on the one in Chicago. Uh, so to close out, any uh, any other young guy, Ani, or any, any other uh, – Thing you're looking forward to i know you you know we've got a lot of young players we're following in 226 227 our guy uh, uh our guy roger really wrote a piece on uh eric dampier 228 you know we see yeah, these right, mad matt uh madison ridgeland academy mississippi another again another nba son we talk about those a lot but we you know that's just the name of the game we got to but yeah dampier is a huge uh name right now in 228 uh you know right now in 227 we've yeah i know you've seen a few of the top ones is is any one or two kind of stand out to you and we'll close out with that you know what do you see in 227 so far because i'll say out west no nobody's really like wow not like 226 so far i think for 227 the one that's really kind of stuck out to me is like right uh i think it's ryland hampton okay uh rj hampton's younger brother Brother. Um, He's about six six, maybe six seven. Could really shoot the basketball, long arms. Uh, like I told Rod when I saw him last year, I was like, "Man, you got another one." I told his dad, "I said, man, you got another one." Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, it's early. Like I ain't gonna say he a pro, but it's like, no, it's just a you know, I was like, yeah. God, it's like, damn, like <laughs> I've seen this before. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, he's really stuck out here in Texas. No one else, like you know. My my guy asked me, say, who's the top guards in 227? I could probably name about, you know, three to five guards. I don't think anyone's really just stuck out like a sore thumb that much uh, in sure. 227 right now. I don't know how – I don't want to say the class is bad because I don't really know. Like, Yeah, just, we don't know yet. It's, 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 it seems like it's going to be a solid to good class, but I just don't know. No one's really just really stuck out. But in Texas, Lil Hampton, he is – he has by far been the best. He's the best we have in, 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 in the state of Texas. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good stuff to know. Uh, I think on that note, we'll kind of wrap it up again. We're going to be watching 
Ano, Ana, you're going to go to uh, Kentucky and you'll be making a, a trek to Memphis. I'll be going to Phoenix for who Paul West. I got some games here in, in uh, California uh, before who Paul West and I'll get, I'll get a chance to see Sunny Slope. Uh, they got Darius Wabington, a 6'10 freshman. So I'm interested in seeing how he does in the scholastic setting. First big game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from Sunny Slope in Phoenix. He's supposed to be one of the best 227. Yeah, it hasn't really been settled in California again. That 226 class. So such off got off to such a good start with you know Taj Ariza, Jay Crow, uh, Elijah Renas. That you know that hasn't really emerged just yet in 227, but we'll be watching, and that's the whole point. So right. we appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 170. We're gonna get out of here again. We just wanted to uh you know talk a little bit about the future, kind of what we've seen and what we're looking forward to. We got a lot of games coming up here in late. Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, into December. So if we don't talk to you guys on Thanksgiving, you guys have a good holiday weekend. I know everybody takes uh, Thanksgiving weekend and, you know, maybe some people don't celebrate as much as others, but it's still great to just hang out with family and to relax at least for a day or two. And then you're going to have to get over to uh, the hoop fest, you know, right away. There's no much rest for you. So uh, me either. So on that note, we're out of here, Ani, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.